Anytime you win a hockey game, you're going to be happy. I felt like the, the first might have been our best period, and it was 0-0 scoreline. I felt like we really dominated play. Matt Kinn um, really stood on his head there, kept him in that hockey game. Second period, we, we found our scoring touch again. You know, the 19-20 tagline was scoring bunches. Hopefully he's back for the 21-22 <laughs> year here. Um, but, yeah, good hockey game. Uh, last 10 minutes, we got a little sloppy, started doing some things uncharacteristic, turning pucks over at the blue line, some penalties we maybe didn't need to take. Um, it's good to see Churchy get in there for 20 as well tonight and happy. Yeah, controversial first goal. There was a long delay. How did you see it? Um, you know, again, the, the feed that we saw up here, I haven't watched it in, in the video room yet. It looked like, you know, Mosey got to the top of the paint. Him and Ginn touched skates, and then Ginn comes out past the paint. Calling the ice was a goal, so I guess it would have been hard for me to overturn that. Um, you know, again, you're going to hockey plays things happen real fast and I'm happy that we got that first one coming into the game Barry Brust was the center of attention uh, how did he do tonight I liked Barry tonight a lot I thought he um he played really really well um you know again it's just going to be about managing his his game form and getting him into that that hockey shape 18 months is a long time for goalie um but I, I liked his game you could tell when he got the puck on his stick he was ready to make a play with it too um but yeah, I was happy with him. Okay, and then going into Coventry tomorrow, that's going to be a, a tough game. That's always a tough barn to play in, isn't it? Yeah, I saw Coventry beat Nottingham 5-2 in Nottingham tonight, so that's a great score um, from them. And then they won 2-0 last weekend, so they're playing some good hockey. Um, well coached, uh, hard place to play. You know, we'll, we'll watch some video tonight and get ready for tomorrow. Okay, thank you very much indeed. You, that was uh, head coach Aaron Fox. Uh, we're on the bench tonight. We've uh, we've changed our interview position, and we will uh, now move and uh, find Jonathan Fernley. Where are you, Jonathan? Um, Aaron Aaron Fox seems uh, quite happy, and he should be as well, shouldn't he? Yeah, it was uh, a more one-sided game than the scoreline suggested. It got closer at the end than it uh, than it really felt. The the comeback was a little too late. I mean, they could have made it a bit close. They had a chance about thirty seconds to go to you know to really sort of gloss over some of the. Uh, some of the issues that Manchester had because they weren't at the races in the second period the Steelers won the game in that middle 20 mm -hmm. I thought it was a competitive close game in the first it was completely one-sided in the second yeah, Manchester aren't going to win many games if they keep taking dumb penalties I think Ryan himself just admitted on the TV interview that they played 20 minutes short-handed against any team you're going to struggle aren't you? Yeah I mean the Springer hit will get all the attention but it was the Earhart one that did it for me you're on a five-minute major penalty and you go and take a cross-checking one off the, you know, off the play, just because Connolly's annoying you a little bit. That, that's that's a weak one to give away. The Storm needed their best penalty killer out there, and he's put himself in the box to create a five-on-three, and uh, it was unnecessary. The Steelers took also a couple of unnecessary penalties behind the play. I know Aaron has just just mentioned that he thought that, you know, they could have made some better decisions, and I would agree with that. Um, thankfully, the, uh, you know, it didn't come back to hurt the Steelers tonight, but. You know, penalties called when uh, the pucks at the other end of the ice are uh, the most annoying. Yeah, I was cashing up my 50-50 when we scored the first goal, so I haven't seen it either on replay or anything. How did you see? Because Ryan and uh, Aaron tell a slightly different story how they saw it. I didn't know what they were reviewing it for because I didn't see any reason to live. I thought, well, what could they be? Uh, what could they possibly be looking at? But it was only when we saw the first replay that you see, ah, OK, there might be a little bit of contact here between Mosey and the netminder. But the views that we have on the webcast are not the ones the officials have on the replay system. 
So on one view... Which is crazy, it, isn't it? Yeah, but then that's what the league voted on. The league voted on it and they made these decisions, so it is what it is and all the coaches know that. If they want to complain, they complain to their owners. They don't complain to the, to the media and to the league. Um, yeah, so on one view... You could see Moses' left skate go into the crease, and it's very close to, again, does it make contact? Well, you can't really tell because the camera then pans away to, to where the puck is. There's another view which looks like he probably stops short, but then later on, Gin's falling over, and I don't think he's falling over in the act of a save. I think he probably did make contact. Is that enough to rule it out? It could have been, but if the Steelers hadn't scored then... I don't think they were going to not score again later. Ryan says the worst decision he's ever seen. I somehow think he's seen a few worse than that. They always seem to be here as well for some <laughs> reason. Um, but yeah, it, you probably could have ruled it out. It would have been a, a controversial decision. I think if the original call was no goal, I think that's what it had stayed with. Okay, let's go for a walk down player corridor. New security lady on tonight. Good evening, madam. Um, she had no idea who we were and she was wondering what we were doing. Um, let's have a stroll down. Marco Valeran's right down in front of us, but he's... Uh... That was a pretty goal, wasn't it? Yes. Such a nice finish. It reminded me of Lemchigov in Coventry last year, where you, you know, you fake going one way and then just dangle the puck back in the other. I think Tanner's just around the corner. We're going to grab Tanner for the, uh, the post-game podcast. Firstly, congratulations, great night, and two goals for yourself. Yeah, it was a really good night. Uh, they came out pretty physical. They played pretty good in the first but I thought we did a good job staying out of the box tonight and not retaliating on much so I felt like that that helped us uh, big time tonight. Goals are flowing for you at the moment have you got a a target in mind of the number this season even if you don't want to share that number with us? No I don't really have a goal I mean uh, we'll see if uh, Haji can keep up this kind of vision but uh, you know I think me Haji and uh, Dowd are uh, starting to find the chemistry here so I think, uh, I think it could be a good season for us as a line. And, uh, you know, I'm just really enjoying playing with uh, Haji the way he sees the ice. And uh, he knows I like to shoot. So, I mean, as long as he keeps finding me, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's no number that I, I don't think I can hit. We've picked up a couple of good sentiment, haven't we, in Hodgman and Alexa. They seem to be giving a different vibe to our team. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you can ask most of the players from two years ago. That's something we kind of ended up lacking throughout the season was our, our centerman uh, me or uh, Jono had to play center for the majority of the season and Cons now switched to center too so uh, you know it's, it's a lot nicer having actual centermen you, you can tell by how many draws we've been winning already this year and you know it, that, that was the hard part two years ago is me and Jono have never played center before so we we're getting beat up on draws and you, you know that's a lot of big puck possession. What was going through your mind during that really long video review? Because you've sniped it into the top corner, you see nothing wrong with it, but then you made to wait and wait and wait. <laughs> yeah, that was a little nerve-wracking. I, I wasn't sure what we were really waiting on, so, uh, but uh, I gave it to Mosey pretty good during uh, the time we were waiting, asking him why, why he didn't stop in the crease much earlier. I mean, he had a lot of time to stop, so I was... I was getting a little mad at him, but uh, it was all good jokes. But he, he said it, it was a good goal, so I believed him. And, uh, yeah, I was just happy that that they kept it. Okay, top job. See you in Coventry tomorrow. Tanner, let's uh, go into the old room here, see who we can uh, find. And I think we'll head over 
We'll head over to Marco. He can talk us through that pretty goal that you were talking about, Jonathan. Marco just about to get on the bike. This always confuses me. And non-athletes like myself, and obviously a non-athlete like Jonathan, you've just worked your backside off, and yet you now do a workout which is supposedly good for you for tomorrow. Explain how that works. Oh, technically, I don't <laughs> yeah. know if I'm the best person to answer, but it's a, it's a flush. Get the acid acid lactic out of your legs. Get ready for tomorrow. It's just a Light bike, you know, a little resistance in five, ten minutes, that's it. Happy days, happy days. Talk us through the game from uh, from uh, your point. How did you see tonight? <laughs> it was good, it was good. Uh, I think uh, we, we've showed some really good things tonight again. Um, we've had an average third period, I would say. Uh, but, you know, in the circumstances, we found a way to, uh, to shut the game down and, and uh, get another win. So, uh, at the end of the day, it was, uh, in general, it was pretty good. Okay, talk us through your goal then, because it was a pretty goal, nice finish, great finish. Yeah, turnover. I mean, uh, got they they got caught uh, with with no speed, and uh, I just went around the D man, and uh, I knew uh, I knew with the angle I was coming in that uh, Jin would uh, would probably cheat on the shot, so faked it, tried to go around him, and came back. Okay. How do you feel the chemistry is working on your line? Because I mentioned during the, the webcast today that didn't feel it was quite mid-season form just yet. There were signs that. Things are getting there, but not quite at a hundred percent. It is not. It is not what we've been showing up um, in the last when we were here two years ago. Um, I think right now we're, uh, you know, I'm going to call a spade a spade, you know. And right now, I think we're we're kind of. It's it's a thing where we played so much together right now that we know we can make some plays one on one or even one on two sometimes. So I, I just think as a line. And as players, we're hoping for the next guy on our line to to make a play and 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 beat one guy or even two and and uh, make that that nice play to the open area after that. But I think we got to come back to uh, to be more uh, simple and 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 support each other way more than we have been doing in the last uh, in the last two games. We've sh we've showed some sign today that was a little bit better, but it's still a lot a lot to ground there a lot of ground to cover. Uh, but yeah, we've we've talked about it. You know, we've we've played together for almost a full season, so um, you know we we, uh, we we can talk to each other. We're an open line, and and right now that's what that's what I think. We just need to come back to, to support, be closer to each other, and help each other out. Because right now we're I think we're we're playing the hope hope game, and and it's not really working this way. And hockey doesn't really work that way either. So um, we just need to find that chemistry, and then once that chemistry is established, then we'll probably be able to you know I don't call it cheat but you know anticipate a little bit more on some place and just finally coventry tomorrow you know barn you know so well mm -hmm. you'll get a lovely welcome as always <laughs> absolutely um, yeah. it's gonna be the same as last time i was there uh, so uh, looking forward to it uh but you know it's another game and it's an important one again uh we're looking for uh you know to get two points i mean uh we're talking about four points weekend but it's it's really just two points on the on the on the season because uh, tonight was uh, challenge cup so uh, we're looking forward to uh to get another two points on the on the rankings so man thank you marco thanks shall we uh you just david you're forgetting that i've got a sports science degree i could have told you jonathan, all about jonathan, the jonathan you and i have yeah reduced delayed onset muscle soreness and all this stuff you know yeah i i still don't work it out i still can't work out so working hard after working hard is going to make you feel better for tomorrow but we have to say who's in the dressing room let's have a quick look they've all cleared off i saw big john and uh, a couple of the others disappear into the other room big john's there what's for dinner john Perry, Perry, chicken today. Okay, you weren't that tonight, and the team weren't there. Uh, they, the team weren't their meal as well, didn't they? Because they had a good performance. Yeah, yeah, good performance. We got the win. That's what's most important. I think we can play a little bit better, but 
it was enough for tonight, and we're going to have to play a lot better tomorrow. Okay, Coventry tomorrow is going to be tough, isn't it? It's a league game as well, that Cup League, Cup League. doesn't really make any difference. It's a game, a game, a game. Yeah, you try to show up every night, but, um, like, in my opinion, I, I haven't won the, the league trophy yet, so that's the one that I'm always thinking about. Yeah. And so, yeah, league games, like, every game means something, but league games, every single one of them is so important. Good win for Coventry tonight as well, eh, in Nottingham. They've won 5-2. Yeah, they must be a good team, because I thought Nottingham was pretty good when we played them in preseason, so um, they're going to be they're gonna be good tomorrow, and they're always good in their arena, so it's going to be a battle. Okay. Enjoy your dinner. Thank you. Should we wander back? Because I think most guys are, uh, I think they've all cleared off because they've got that game uh, tomorrow. God, it's changed post-game, you know, Jonathan. I mean, if I think back to the olden days, the good olden days, um, there'd be a crate of beer that'd still be sat in there, you know, back in the Cranston and Plummer and Millie era, uh, uh, swinging a beer with the game uh, tomorrow. But um, not to be. Well, uh, jump on Carter, actually, because Carter's just about to join us. He's just wandering down. Carter's got some... Di- they've all got dinners. We haven't got, uh, we haven't got dinner. Carter, from your side tonight, good... Uh, a good performance, but more to come, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, really good game. Uh, wasn't the best 60 together. You know, we got a little sloppy at the end, but there's some uh, really good bits. Our penalty kill was really good tonight. Our power play did some really good things as well. Just want to, you know, maybe put together a fuller 60 minutes, if you will. Yeah. Plenty of shots from Manchester. I read 16 in the third period. Is that too many to give up? Uh, absolutely. I think a lot of that, too, is we started taking penalties, and obviously when you're a man down, you start to give up shots. Um, but, you know, Church did a pretty good job. I mean, you know, made some big stops. You know, a couple went in, and immediately after the game, he came in, wanted to see the video and what happened there. But, uh, you know, did a really good job and agree with you there. It's a couple too many we want to give up, but we also want to stay out of the box. I think we kind of... You know, they we did exactly what they wanted to do. They started wanted to muddy the waters a little bit, and our players started to get a little frustrated and take some dumb penalties. So, but uh, we want to clean that up for sure going forward. It was important not to follow Manchester's lead, wasn't it? When they try and rough the game up, we just Absolutely. need to stay out of that. Absolutely, that was our that was our message, and I think uh, you know we got to do. There's a lot of guys in that room, you know, first time, you know, uh, playing playing this this team, and they tend to do this. So. Uh, yeah, going forward, we just, you know, when we're up 5-1 or whatever it is, we kind of just want to, we don't want to change the game at all. We want to keep playing and, you know, kind of step on their throats and, and finish it, so. Okay. Right, Enjoy thanks. your dinner. What have yeah, you got? Thanks. What have you got? John had Piri Piri chicken. What did you have? Jerk chicken. Jerk, jerk chicken, chicken today. I got uh, the gaffers here as well, so. Always oh, got jerk chicken as well. My my fingers are on fire. Okay. Don't talk. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it smells good, doesn't it? It does smell yeah. good, yeah. 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 Thanks, boys. yeah. The podcast guys, we don't get lunch, no? We don't get fed. I've got some sandwiches for the car drive home. Oh, there you go. Right, let's go back into the old media room and uh, see who awaits us. Dean's here. Dean's got a photograph of his dad as well, which is rather upsetting if you know his dad <laughs> so uh kieran's here as well kieran come and join us tell us what's been going on online so to speak uh dean's uh gonna join us as well here i like the days when old pete spencer and bob was here but i think we might have uh when we might have missed them what's the word on the street from the old social media crew uh, they've got to be happy haven't they happy happy with <clears throat> bruce performance clearly happy with odgman's performance but well, I must say the biggest talking point in that is Springer again. Um, just dis- disappointed if you were a Storm fan. I just don't think uh, it were needed. And uh, yeah, just 
gave us that big edge into the game, really. Shall I tell you a quick Justin Hodgman story? We've just interviewed him for the uh, for the highlights package, and he goes, oh, he said, I was so nervous. I was trying to get a message up to you into the White House. So, oh, not me, not me. He's a bloke who's played so many hundreds of games, and he's, he's played so well. He's such an experienced guy. And it was a great Eddie as well, wasn't it? It was, yeah. That's, I've already seen the reaction on social media myself while we were waiting to get started. It was uh, it was a popular one. The uh, I'm sure it's harder than it looks. It's going for someone who can't skate backwards, but I'm sure that's harder than it looks even for people who can skate. Did you get the um, the Hodgman Eddie? Yes. In focus? Absolutely. Of course. Excellent. I did. <laughs> of course you yes, did. Me every week, and the answer's always yes. Okay, good man, good man. Um, Let's start off at the start of the night. And uh, just to uh, our left is the Robert Dad 600 shirt. And um, fully deserved. He got a great ovation. And he's a massive part of this club. Has been for a, a number of years. And playing 600 games in Orange, especially when he's cleared off for two years, when he went to Troyer and when he went to Belfast. An incredible achievement. I think those were the two years that Ryan Finity coached here. And we'll look back on the Finity, those two seasons. And, you know, early Infinity's coaching career and it was two seasons without trophies. And it was a year when, you know, Nottingham were winning plenty. I wonder if it had been a bit different if Robert Dowd had been here. I don't think, uh, you know, we, we know how much we miss Dowd when he's not here. Um, and so, you know, big numbers are, you know, we've had a few of them in recent years with, uh, with Hewitt and with... Uh, with Thomas and with John Owen and with Dowdy, it's you sometimes get a bit numb to just how many games that actually is, um, and you know we really did miss him those two years when he wasn't here. Uh, I'm sure Finner missed uh, not having him, and uh, you know I'm not looking forward to the day when Dowdy's not wearing yeah. 75 for yeah. us again. Let's go Barry Brusson because he was the talking point before the start of the game, wasn't he? We were all excited. This guy who played in the NHL, the KHL, he'd, he'd done all the things that he'd done, and. Um, I think the verdict is excellent, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he, he just moves so well. He's just so assured. He just seems so relaxed out there. He's clearly played at a, a, a very high level. And, uh, yeah, just there's just certain netminders that you just have so much confidence in when they're pucked around them. And he, he's just one of them. Yeah, Ryan Finnerty said to me after we'd finished recording, we walked around to uh, the Manchester dressing room. He says, even when he's on his knees, there's just nowhere to shoot. He's just so big. Well, that was the thing that he made sort of three saves in quick succession the first and third of which were the best of those and it was all because he was in good position and square to every follow-up shot so his movement in you know those small subtle little movements you know around the crease were really strong he was never really tested to go post to post tonight um but you know he faced uh, what 20 shots through through two periods um and was only beaten by one of them and he got a big piece of that one as well he nearly kept that one out from Ulrich so I think he'll be pretty pleased with it and you know, let's not judge too quickly after just two periods, but the early signs are promising. Yeah, very much so. He, um, what's the word I'm trying to look for? I think when you've got that kind of experience and playing where he's played, that positional sense, that vocal sense of the defenceman, he's, he's obviously going to be a big part of the game, isn't he? It's, it's not just about flamboyant stops. It's, it's how you manage yourself and the game. His first play of the night was to, to leave his crease, you know, control the puck and, and play a pass out to... Uh, out to the wing to get you know the team moving forward. You've got to be a confident netmind to do that on debut, having not played for eighteen months. It's so easy just to stop that with your stick. Cover I think we it forgot up. that as well. He hasn't um, played for eighteen months, has he? Yeah, you know it's so easy just to play the sensible play, which is stop it, cover it, take the face off. But he's confident enough that no, I can I can get us moving forward here. It's the way the Steelers want to play. We want to be fast. We want to attack with speed. And if he can launch an attack like that, it's encouraging that he wants to take that option. 
Yeah, and the social media has been good. I think the fans, because I think the fans had a slight concern, didn't they? They didn't know what they were expecting, but I think any concern they've had has disappeared. A, a small percentage of fans, I'd say, just a bit of negativity as, as happens on social media. A lot of fans just excited to see him, and uh, what a debut! Like I said, just just assured from from the first touch of the puck, uh, and yeah, bring it, bring more of Rust on. Looking forward to seeing him play more. It'll be interesting to see whether he uh, he goes tomorrow, whether uh, Rock goes tomorrow. Yeah, I'd imagine that if he was taken out of this game, there's probably a sense of whatever's wrong. Let's probably not stretch it. It would be a shame to you know to push him too hard too early. Um, so I I would expect Stojanovic to play um, based on no medical knowledge at all on what Barry's condition is right now. But I think I also noticed just how happy the fans were to see Churchfield because didn't see him during pre-season and couldn't see him in person during the elite series so you know webcasts are the only fans view that the views the only view that fans have had of the uh, of his performances so far and i thought it was a really nice reception he got and uh, you know beaten by uh, a delayed penalty goal and a, a five and four power play goal so when it was even strength out on the ice uh, he stopped everything I, th- I thought it would get missed on his church field. I, th- I would actually give him a shout out because I thought, especially for the first 15 minutes, uh, he looked very assured, made some good saves. As Jonathan has just said, it weren't sort of normal run of the play goals either. So uh, I've, I've got no worry with him being a backup. I think he's an excellent backup. Yeah. Alexuk, you wanted to talk about him. Uh, just in terms of face offs, and uh, we've, we've spoken with Hodgman um, on the podcast recently and just how much he, he loves winning face offs, and we saw that. The goal that he scored, his first uh, first goal, wins the face-off cleanly for Todd, back across for, and back across for Hodgman, and that's the sort of goal we weren't scoring last year. Between them, Hodgman and Alexuk uh, won 24 and lost nine on the face-offs. Overall, I can never remember a Steelers team. Uh... No, overall, won 39, lost 20. So that's pretty much two to one. Um, Mike O'Connor in the corner. Who's the best sentiment face-off guy you can remember uh, playing here in... Uh... In Sheffield over the years. Well, Dempsey's always throw a defenseman in there to shake things up. <laughs> yeah, but like, who, who would be the. I remember Kevin Meem. Do you remember Kevin Meem? He was a great sentiment face off. Lafreniere was a pretty good face off winner as well. I'm trying to think back to more of the sort of elite league era, which is I'm not so familiar Tor- with the yeah. Super League era. Tor- Tor- was good. Di Casmiro was, yeah. uh, was pretty strong. Um, I mean, if. Flipping things round, uh, Scott Simmons for Manchester tonight was 1-3, lost 18. And that's Storm's first line. And Storm don't have a lot of goal scorers in their team. Talk about the difference between Coventry, who've gone into Nottingham tonight and won, and Manchester. I think it just comes down to goal scorers. Mott was a good goalie. Ginn's a good goalie as well. But if you gave this Manchester team Ferrara and Bludoff, I think it would be a very different... Uh, proposition. I, I wonder where thirty goals a season's coming from in this uh, Storm lineup. I think it could be a long season ahead for Storm. I, I just think they're lacking goal scorers. Pete Spencer, come and join us if you can. Um, what's BBC Radio Sheffield reporting on this evening? I think, with respect to Manchester, that wasn't a five-three game at all, was it? No. Um, you know, Sheffield were pretty dominant for for certainly two and a half periods. Maybe let it go slightly in that third period. Um, maybe would, some players would have like some plays back in that third period but I think Justin Hodgman was was standout I think we're all looking forward to seeing Barry Brust and seeing how he did um, and I think what we saw of him in 40 minutes was uh, was brilliant uh, I think there's I think Aaron admitted that there's more to come from him 
Um, but I think the fans will be excited with what they've seen so far. Who have you interviewed? Who can we look forward to listening to you speak to? Justin Hodgman. Uh, so, you know, a goal and three assists. And I thought he had by far and away his best performance in a Sealers jersey tonight. In that second period, the relationship already with him and Tanner Eberle is something really exciting. You know, they've been together since the start of... Uh, a training camp. Um, I asked him about. Obviously, he missed one of the preseason games due to a niggle. Said no problem there at all. It was just a precaution. Um, and I think the more that we see him match fit, the more he's going to kind of kick on. Really. Yeah, I was hoping you'd spoken to Barry Bruss because we we never Barry wasn't around, was he, when we yeah. uh, went into the room? Because uh, I'd be interesting to see how he's feeling because eighteen months without playing for a goal is a long time. Yeah, certainly. And I think you know early on there was a. I want to say there was a bit of rust, but I don't think there was. I think he looked very assured, as you said earlier. He, he first play, he's come out and he's played the puck and he looked to to be positive. Um, I think the first act that he had to do was that triple save. Maybe he'd be disappointed to give up the rebound and maybe if he's a bit sharper, he doesn't give those other two opportunities. But I think the three, the three saves he made at the start were very assured. As Jonathan said, always playing square to the puck. Um... And I think Aaron's done the right thing in kind of easing him in. Obviously, we've seen Rock Stojanovic get the start the last two weeks. I think Aaron said he'll probably start tomorrow in Coventry. So it's just kind of easing Barry in and, and using him as when and, and needed. But I think we've got the signs there of a really of a really solid netminder. And I know that the fans had some concerns coming in, but I think those will be alleviated tonight. With eight teams out of the nine going through to the quarterfinals of the Cup, <laughs> I think even after two games, we're, we're probably through. John Armstrong made a good point. Um, to him, he wants to win the league. And the DNA of this club is to win the league. So that Coventry game tomorrow, Coventry are going to go into there full of spit and vinegar, aren't they? Uh, playing very well after a great win. But that league game, probably the most important one of the two this weekend. Yeah, you know, with playing each team in the, the group stage, two home, two away. Um, we've still got to play Manchester again, home and away. We've still got four games coming up against Nottingham. They'll, they'll be potentially some dead rubbers when qualification for the quarterfinals is assured, whether it's first seed, second seed, or one of the best third place teams, or well even if not, we'll, you know, get into the lucky loser <laughs> lucky loser playoff and things. So it, it doesn't matter so much. But winning is a habit. If we're saying that Coventry are going in because they've had a good win, it was important for the Steelers to go in, not off the back of their own defeat tonight. So, you know, every win brings a little bit of extra confidence and you know reassurance for the players that what they're doing is, is working. So it'll just be a different type of game because you're on the road and Coventry have got many more scoring threats. And you know if they're having 16 shots in the third period uh, like Manchester did, then uh, that's not a good sign. Valorant goes back to uh, Coventry tomorrow and it was good that Valorant scored tonight. I think he needed that goal, didn't he? He just needed that kickstart, didn't he? And... Uh, Great goal, to be fair. Not an easy one to put away, and uh, he did very well. So I, I just see Valorant kicking on from there. You see he's always getting to the goal. He just needed that one to uh, yeah, kickstart his season properly. But I would say, that you, you, you think about Valorant, you think, oh, he's not been the best start to a season. I'm sure he's still four points from two games. He just racks the points up without even realising. Great player. Just before uh, Valorant scored... Connolly was assaulted, wasn't he? Absolutely assaulted out in front. And you just knew once that goal came in, somebody was going to get the Connolly hack, wasn't he? Yeah. And and it's kind of what you it's what you expect. Um there's plenty of needle out there tonight, is what you expect from a from a Sheffield Manchester game. Ryan Finnessy certainly had his team fired up, especially after the, the heavy defeat that they took last weekend. You kind of expected them to come in here and you, you, you expected it to be a physical game, didn't you really? 
First weekend in October, Finna had a closed door after the uh, game. We were waiting to do our interview with him and that door was closed for, for 15, 20 minutes. He's, uh, which is, if you're having your closed door meetings the first weekend in October, there's a few concerns maybe. I think the young kids showed, showed the way forward. Um, Ulrich, a goal and an assist. I'm, I wish the crowd hadn't booed him. You know, I said last week the crowd can do what they want. That was just a, we're going to boo Manchester's man of the match, whoever it was. Finley Ulrich did not deserve any boos tonight. Also an assist for Jacob Lutwich. The young kids putting up the points, whereas, you know, they're, I could say import again, I don't want to say non-homegrown forwards. I looked it up. Through three games, their non-import forwards have got one goal and five assists. And the kids have got one plus two. And so there are players on that Storm lineup who just aren't playing well enough at the moment. And I think that's where Finity's frustrations will lie. Yes, there's penalties, but also we know some of these players are capable of better. We saw it in the Elite Series. We saw it in the last Elite League season. Ryan wants to play that physical game, especially in his own building. That's why Springer's there. But but Springer's got to be smarter because Springer's going to not probably play. I would have thought tomorrow. I I would imagine Dops will look at that to uh, tonight. And Ryan needs Springer in games, affecting games, not being a clown. I mean, Springer all, all, <clears throat> almost suffers from the same syndrome oh. as Brendan Brendan Connolly in that referees are looking out for him and anything you know he's gonna it's gonna get called his way. So as you said, he's got to play smart. If he's going to be in the lineup, I mean, it's it's clearly a brand of hockey that is in Ryan's DNA, and that's how he wants to play the game, especially in that small rink in in Manchester. That's where that kind of comes into its own, really. But I'd second what Jono said uh, about um, Finley Ulrich. I mean, before he had that goal, he had two chances backhanded as well on on Barry Brust, and Barry kind of played square to him and and kind of saw it away. But he was certainly Manchester's brightest spark there tonight, and thoroughly deserved the man of the match. Okay. Are we going to finish off, or do you any any other points you want to make uh, tonight, Jonathan? No, I, I mentioned you'll see it in the, the intro. any other business. You'll see it in the <laughs> intro to the highlights. One eight three in Manchester last time, and the previous game in the Elite Series also ended eight three, and it was just part of me thinking, ooh, I wonder if we could just make it another eight three, eight three times in a row. But that was too much to hope for. But you know, five threes uh, was was pretty good. But, hey, just just speaking generally. Dean, I've been giving on this as well. And uh, Jonathan just mentioned that in the intro to the highlights tonight. Did you hear Jonathan's intro into last week's highlights? You didn't hear it. You didn't hear it. We even put it out as a tweet, a TikTok and everything. And I would say I have to comment because it's, you obviously did a fair lot of work on that one because it was a... Uh, you, you went back to the 1800s or something. You were right at the start. But outstanding. Go and listen to it. And if you're listening to this tonight, click on YouTube. Go and look at our highlights from last week against Cardiff because the first 30, 40 seconds is absolutely outstanding. So I commend you. Top job. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was just a combination of a little bit of free time and an important anniversary for the club. Yeah. You know, 30 years on from, uh, from you know from the, that first ever game we played, an exhibition game against... Durham Wasps lost seven one, but eh, it's an exhibition. Doesn't matter. Um, that was you know the birth of this club, and I thought, well, let's go back to the birth of the city, which was the introduction of yeah. uh, of Crucible Steel, and so a little bit of a uh, little bit of googling, and uh, I got a nice little story to tell. So uh, don't expect that every week, um, but uh, I'll I'll fill one you set with the bar. You set yeah, the, I'll I'll, you I'll fill one with puns and nonsense at some point in the season as well. So uh, it's just an extra reason to uh, to tune into the highlights.
Kieran, just finishing off, what's social media, anything uh, we should be looking out for? Uh, not particular, just happy, uh, good result. Uh, you sure our fans are happy? You sure? I'm sure. Uh, I, I think so. fans happy? Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think they are tonight. So, uh, yeah, bring on tomorrow. I think it'll be a t- much tougher game tomorrow. I uh, agree with Jonathan, got a lot more scorers in, in Coventry. I think uh, need to put them to the outside, but uh, let's see how we get on. You're in the sky game tomorrow, Pete? I'm not, no. You're not uh, doing basketball, are you? No, no, no. No, no. No, I'll be watching from home. But I, I thought, you know, just on, on that kind of, uh, on that point that you were making about how important is the Challenge Cup in the grand scheme of things, Justin Hodgman made a point and he said, he came and he said, still unbeaten, still unbeaten in the regular season. And I think psychologically, that's an important thing that the, the, the locker room's holding on to at the moment. You know, okay. Yeah, these Challenge Cup group games might be a bit meaningless, but actually keeping the momentum going is the most important thing in that room at the moment. Hey, we can't belittle the Challenge Cup. It kept us going for 18 months. Any stories on the bench, Dean, today? Anything interesting? No, no unfortunately nothing to report. Um, a, a pretty standard run-of-the-mill game, really, I guess. Um, there's not much more that I want to add beyond what's been said. I mean, Hodgman, for me, Pete, we were talking about this earlier, weren't we? Just a superb game. Hopefully that'll he'll kind of carry on from that. But... Uh, other than that, no. Good day at the office. Why have we got a photograph of your dad? He's a massive one of those cutouts from the Elite series. Your dad of all people. I mean, he's a miserable man at the best of times, <laughs> isn't he, to be fair? But, like, he's trying to smile there. He's a top old boy, my dad. He's a top old boy. He's misunderstood, David, is my father. Oh, I know people like that. <laughs> <laughs> OK, guy. Oh, jono has got his... You're not yeah. at school, Jonathan. You can speak, yes. Yeah, just... just <laughs> I just need the microphone to be facing this way so people can hear it. Um... We've spoken about the goalie, we've spoken about the forwards. A bit of love for the defence. Really liking what I'm seeing from Dane Todd. Moves, He's smooth, isn't he? He moves so well and yeah. his vision for, uh, for Hodgman's goal, that's a really good pass. Uh, you know, that's travelled a long distance, but it's fired right onto the tape. Um, you know, the defencemen don't tend to get noticed as much because they're not putting up the numbers. But, you know, if, you, if you're in Coventry watching the webcast, try and keep an eye on some of the things he does because uh, there's a little touch of class about him. Okay, folks, that's us all for tonight. We hope you've uh, enjoyed it. I said we'd have it live by uh, 11 o'clock, and I think we may just do that. So uh, thanks for uh, tuning in, and we'll be back next week after the game against the Guildford Flames.